0: Please note that in this week's podcast, we make reference to rape and sexual assault. Welcome to That Was, the Women's Week That Was, based on the WRN News Review of the 22nd of April, 2023, and it's been another busy week for the WRN team. This week, we ask you to lobby your local politicians, support your Welsh sisters, and watch out for the new policy on gender in schools. But first, let's talk about the safety of women. An hour report on the staggering number of rapes and sexual assaults taking place in UK hospitals. Hospitals are unsafe. Shocking statistics on rapes and sexual assaults. When the Women's Rights Network began making Freedom of Information requests, FOIs, to police forces around the country, we had no idea what a terrible tale of abuse we would uncover. Over 6,500 sexual assaults were reported, including over 2,000 rapes. Half of the rapes took place on hospital wards, the very place women should feel safe. You can read the full report and download it as a PDF document on our website. These 2,000 rapes are only the tip of the iceberg. Eight police forces did not provide figures, and we know that most rapes and sexual assaults go unreported. The true figure is likely to be far higher. Disturbingly, very few of the reports resulted in a charge. You can follow the Twitter hashtags stop hospital rapes and not a place of safety to read more of our revelations on Twitter. Not all the victims are women. We know that men were assaulted too. But perhaps most horrifyingly, there were several reports of children being assaulted and raped, and at least two gang rapes of females over the age of 16. Rosie Duffield MP raised our report in Parliament during Prime Minister's question time. This week, the Women's Rights Network published a report by criminologist Professor Joe Phoenix called When We Are At Our Most Vulnerable, revealing that between January 2019 and October 2022, which includes the pandemic lockdown of course, there were a staggering 6,539 reported rapes and sexual assaults in UK hospital settings. That's an average of 33 incidents every single week. And as eight police, police forces did not provide any data, the real figures are bound to be significantly higher. What can the Prime Minister and his government do to ensure that all women, staff and patients are safe in Britain's hospitals? Yeah. Yeah, can, I, uh, can I first of all say I was deeply shocked, like the right <laughs> honourable lady, and appalled to hear about the cases of sexual assault and abuse in the NHS, and I pay tribute to her for her long-standing campaign on these issues. NHS organisations are responsible for protecting their staff and patients from sexual harassment and conduct. Uh, They've recently established a domestic abuse and sexual violence programme to build build more robust safeguarding uh, processes for protecting patients. We will work very closely with them to ensure that that is implemented, and I know she will hold us to account for doing that. We believe a commitment to same-sex wards should be part of those safeguarding processes. In addition, we don't know how many of these sexual assaults and rapes took place in NHS organisations or in private hospitals. Our report was featured by much of the national media, including The Times, The Daily Mail, The Telegraph, Metro and LBC News. But this issue has met with almost complete silence from the BBC – Apart from a mention of Rosie Duffield's question by BBC Politics and the admirable exception of Colin Murray on BBC Five Live, you can listen to Colin Murray interview the author of the report, Professor Joe Phoenix, on our In the Media section, on the report page on our website. What do we want? We want proper recording of these vile assaults. That would be a start. And at the very least... We expect the NHS and other medical providers to take their safeguarding responsibilities seriously. Local elections. Respect My Sex campaign continues. We continue to ask politicians the difficult questions. Find out if your area is holding local elections on the 4th of May and learn more about how you can influence candidates on our Respect My Sex campaign website. That's respectmysexcampaign.co.uk. We have leaflets you can distribute and posters you can use. Our focus this year is the safeguarding of children in schools. Here are questions you can ask. How will you ensure our local schools are teaching facts about the reality of sex? Are boys allowed in the girls' toilets? Can boys compete in my daughter's sports teams? We encourage you to engage with candidates and show them this is an important issue on the doorstep. Wales has a woman problem. Giving away our rights. The Welsh Government launched their LGBTQ action plan this year. They ignored requests from women's groups to be involved during the consultation, and gave a sinister warning that any responses that contain hate speech will be passed to the authorities. The plan states... We will seek the devolution of powers in relation to gender recognition and support our trans community. And makes clear their intention is to introduce self-ID in Wales. Our main challenge is to get the message across to the public before it's too late. The media will not report on this issue or challenge the government. The women in Wales, a small nation, need the support of their sisters across the UK. More on this next week. Schools. New gender policy out soon. According to news reports, the new gender policy for schools should be released this summer term. The Education Secretary, Gillian Keegan, has previously demonstrated a lack of understanding of the impacts of gender ideology in schools. But apparently, Kemi Badnock, the Women and Equalities Minister, has been advising her. So we are hopeful of a positive outcome. In an article in The Telegraph entitled, Single-Sex Schools Can Reject Transgender Pupils, It gives us an idea of what the policy might contain and Miriam Cates MP is optimistic that this new guidance may change everything and you can read her opinion piece in the Telegraph. It's entitled, This Can Be the End of the Gender Insanity. Good news, Kelly J Keane rocks in Belfast. We're pleased to report that the Standing for Women rally in Belfast, Northern Ireland was very successful, despite some despicable and violent threats intended to silence our voices. Over a 100 women attended, including many WRN members, and there were some powerful speeches from Northern Ireland women of all ages, from schoolgirl upwards. There were noisy anti-women protesters there, of course, but the police did a good job and kept the women safe. You can follow the Twitter hashtag LetWomenSpeakBelfast for snippets or you can watch the whole thing on YouTube on Posey's channel. You will be moved to tears. Good news. The Women's Institute members are revolting. The Women's Institute was formed in 1915 and is famous for its Jam and Jerusalem image. In fact, the Women's Institute is the largest voluntary women's organisation in Britain with more than 180,000 members But, a few years ago, the Women's Institute hierarchy decided to change its policy to allow men who identify as women to join. They say anyone who is living as a woman is welcome to join the WI. Now, the organisation is facing a rebellion from grassroots members who object to the WI being turned into a mixed-sex organisation. Over 2,000 people have signed a petition asking for the organisation to return to its previous policy of single-sex membership. You can find the link to the petition in the description. Don't forget, there are lots of ways to support the Women's Rights Network. You can donate directly via the website. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and this podcast, and please do share links. You can buy our postcards and you will be able to buy our merch soon, although the wine tumbler was already sold out. You can follow us on social media, you can sign up to the mailing list and forward those emails to interested friends and family. In the meantime, don't forget, courage calls to courage everywhere.